This is Pro Wrestling's only modern day Viking Gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my See? God. <laughs> That's <We're> a great... <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December, and I get on the phone with damn Canadians, and we're spitting snow. So. Ladies and gentlemen, January 31st, 2023. Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 306. My name is Carl Carafel. And as you heard, there was huge star power in that intro coming in there with the names of Alpha Female, Bushwhacker Luke, Leva Bates, and even, yes, Jeff Jarrett. But I would be remiss if I didn't say that we have star power with us yet again today. We are back with Astrid Pizarro here for another edition of Turnbuckle Talk. Astrid, how are you? I'm tired, but I'm good. I'm glad to be here again. Finally, I get to do it. I was going to say, when you said star power, I was going to say, where? I can't see it. Stars aligned, and uh, the boss scheduled me for 7 p.m. tonight. So it just worked out. It worked out perfectly that we were able to come on here earlier and have you here as well, because I know that you go live tonight again at 1010 for what's your show? Taking Over. Yes. That is right. And what do you guys <laughs> talk about on Taking Over? Well, and the other NXT. That's right. <laughs> so if you're watching NXT tonight, take some notes and join our local establishment when Astrid and, and a returning Ed. Maybe. Maybe. Most, mostly a solo show. Maybe. Okay, so... <laughs> It'll be Astrid. So hop into that chat and make sure that you are engaging with her and talking about this edition of NXT, which some huge, huge things, especially when it comes to our topic at hand today, the Royal Rumble. We will definitely be getting into the Women's Rumble, where we saw a lot of good things for NXT happening and coming from there. I'm very excited to talk about that. First, what we need to talk about is just overall, I want to hear your thoughts on Royal Rumble. Well, the pay-per-view as a whole, I'm still calling it pay-per-view. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I even told my mom, it's like, I'm still a pay-per-view to me. Uh, for me, it was, I feel like a great, even though this is the start of like WrestleMania season, I feel like a great like reset for the main roster, especially for the ladies for me. So I feel like it was a great start to something better. Um, I feel like the women were like halfway there. I feel like it was slacking a little bit, but sometimes they were picking up some weeks. So it was like it had some like weeks on and off. Uh, so I'm hoping now uh, with everybody that returned at the Rumble, I feel like this is the road to WrestleMania, but the road to something better for the women's division, too. That's my hope more than anything. But um, I feel like there was a lot of storytelling in there. So I really enjoyed that, too. I feel like 
even though we had the big story of the Royal Rumble, there was little ones around, along the way too. There definitely was. Now, when it comes to any WWE, PLE, or any other wrestling pay-per-view, there is always mixed reviews. And it was no different with this show as well as we were able to see the Twitterverse voice their opinion and voice it loudly, but in a division. So there were very many people who were for the pay-per-view and many people who were kind of felt let down and against the pay-per-view as well. I thought it was a mid show. And I, I hate having to say that because Royal Rumble is one of the, I still consider them big fours, yeah. right? Royal Rumble is, is one of those big fours. It's the lead up to WrestleMania. It is where old, how do I say this? Old sub storylines kind of end and new sub storylines begin. We're always going to have our main storylines. They're always going to be there no matter what. But you always have, like you talked about, these even just these little sidebar storylines. The Royal Rumble for me has always been one of those times where we kind of see these come to a culmination. And then new rivalries and new things start to begin. This show definitely did that. But I just didn't feel that it was up to the level that I had expected. I'm going to borrow some words here from, uh, I believe it was Mel Ball. It smelled old. <laughs> no, it smelled right? Vincey is what she said. Vincey. <laughs> it did smell Vincey. <laughs> it did. Um, I expected a little bit more, especially for this being technically one of the big i mean i guess we can kind of include survivor series in there as a you know triple h era but this one for me it's the beginning of the new year it's the beginning of things and it just fell a little short what fell short for you was there anything that fell short for you astrid i want to get that that stuff out of the way first mm -hmm. I think there were little aspects. It was like that. I feel like for me, they were in a good way overshadowed by the rumble itself, by both rumbles. But like for me, Bianca and Alexa, it's like, I love them both. Don't get me wrong. But there was nothing in the match that really stood out to me that I could say that match was amazing. It's like nothing like that. Uh, I feel like the only thing that really like I could highlight was the ending with Alexa and the Akko Howdy and the playground and the swing, that part of it. But other than that, I feel like I don't have like a certain way, a certain thing that I could say. I remember this from the match. Like I could say, look, I remember Roxanne being in the Rumble, like things like that, because they stood out to you. And I feel like that's something that I don't want to say disappointment, but it's something that I, I was hoping for something better being that it was a big pay-per-view. And it was a big storyline for them, too, as being friends and then getting to this aspect of it and then what will go forward with Alexa after after now with uh, Uncle Howdy and mm -hmm. then the other aspect will be with like the pitch black match because it looked fun on screen don't get me wrong but I was like it, it's one of those matches like we already knew Bray was going to win it it was going to be a short match it didn't have anything that I could say wow that was amazing 
And then the only part that, like, again, that really, like, you could think about was the ending with Alka Howdy just diving onto L.A. Night, which we could barely see because it was so dark. And the characters at the top from the Firefly Roundhouse, again, which was dark. So you didn't get to see all of them. I mean, you could tell it was them, but it, you can see you couldn't see everything. So if I could say, like, those were, like, my two, like, low points of the pay-per-view there. I absolutely love Bray Wyatt and I love everything that is being done with Bray Wyatt. Now, understandably, we knew that this was going to be a quick kind of more squash match with Bray Wyatt winning. I expected it to go longer than the five minutes and five seconds that the matchup actually was. Mm -hmm. They did a lot in that time from inside the ring to outside the ring to destroying the announce table to the confetti being thrown all over the place, which was a cool aesthetic to Bray Wyatt coming out. Then the black lights coming on and that war paints that face that he had on him. I wish that they would have kind of expanded a little bit more on that. There were different designs that were in there. Even on the side of his neck, very Cody Tattoo-esque, he had a V and an I, still furthering this idea of the Wyatt Six, right? And like nothing, nothing was explained about what any of those symbolisms actually meant. And I wish that they would have expanded a little bit more on that. The character of Uncle Howdy and that jump off of the um, scaffolding down to the floor. Whoever was underneath that mask, I wonder if they broke their contacts or lost their contacts because they completely missed. (laughs) And I'm putting it out there because there is videos that are floating around of people who were there live at the show with an angle to be able to see what was happening. And of course I would be recording it as well because that's a huge, huge freaking moment. Mm -hmm. But when you've got your opponent laying down here and you jump off and you hit here (laughs) and it's caught on camera. Yeah. (laughs) That was probably the lowest point for me Mm -hmm. was the Mountain Dew plate pitch black matchup aesthetically i loved i loved what i was seeing Mm -hmm. i'm a spooky kind of guy i i like the dark i like the the, you know the the macabre i like all of that different stuff i love the supernatural and i know that there's people out there that don't like any of that but i do 100 of papa shango loved papa shango right the undertaker everybody loves the undertaker and he was one of the most you know mystical characters that were out there this just really fell short for me mm-hmm. alexa bliss i will always love alexa bliss <laughs> i knew she wasn't going to be winning this championship but i think it's about time that bianca belair loses that championship i am done with bianca as champion not because she's doing anything wrong mm-hmm. But because it feels like she just isn't doing anything. I feel that there's no progression and no allure, no prestige even put onto that women's championship while Bianca has it because she's um, 
more interested in skipping down to the ring and twirling her hair. <laughs> it's, does does that make sense? Yeah, I get where you're coming from. And it's like, it's one of those things that you're kind of torn about it because I like having her with the championship because the book is not her fault. But of course, right. her being that she has a championship, it reflects on her, though, on that aspect of it when you think about it from like that TV standpoint. I feel like she has done a lot when it comes to like having like the pop culture kind of thing or like mm-hmm. her having pictures of back in the style and being at different like sports events with the championship, which is great in the marketing aspect of it. But uh, you come at a point that it becomes stale. Um, it's just like there's so many women right now. I was like, don't get me wrong. I love I love both of them. I think it would have been cool for Alexa to win it because Alexa hasn't had gold in a while. And it just feels like when is she going to get it at this point? Because now we're going on the road to WrestleMania. She's out of this right now. And the, so far, the way it's going, she's not advertised towards going with, for the Raw Women's Championship or the SmackDown one. So what does she really have going for herself at the moment after this? You know, she's one of the few that's like in that limbo right now. because We don't know what's going on with her. Um, but at the same time, it's like I hope my hope is that Bianca loses it at Mania and kind of give her like that year reign and then just start fresh with somebody new after like Mania season. And right. I love now, even after yesterday, I didn't get to see, watch all of it, but I did watch the clips. But having those announcements for Elimination Chamber, I feel like it gives me hope. For that's why I said about the research aspect of the women's division because it just gives me hope that something better is coming up soon. So now I I haven't been able to see everything as well. I was working last night, so I apologize to those who joined the Monday night raw watch along, and I was not there. I apologize for that. Who are the names that have been kind of said, and are they in any type of qualifying matches, or are they just straight into the elimination chamber? Well, they announced two things, um, making sure I have the screenshot on me. Um, I know they did the first part with the ladies. They announced uh, the last four of the Women's Rumble are already in the chamber, as it is. So we okay. have Raquel, Asuka, Liv, and Nikki Cross. So being that they were the last four, they kind of like that get that buy into it already. And then they have two spots left. And they said for the first one, they're doing a fader four-way uh, qualifying match. And it's Candice LeRae. Uh, Mia Yim, because I'm not calling her Michin, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Carmella, and Piper Niven. So one of those four is going to end up being in there too. And they haven't said anything else about the last spot though. So I think that's pretty interesting. And then we had Rhea challenging Charlotte for for the title now too. So Yes. Carmella, really? Yeah, she, she said she's returning next week, but she had a promo like backstage She's the princess of Staten Island over again. She's like trash talking, moonwalking all over again. Uh, so it was nice to see that that you know us, you know that part of her because this is my favorite character of her so far. Okay. And I like how on Twitter people said, "Oh, welcome back!" And she's like, "It's nice to see. It's nice to be in a place when you just can be yourself." And I love seeing that in her because I feel like this is the most like her in her characters. So right. I, I'm excited because I feel like it it could be any four of them at this point to join in that chamber. And having the chamber there with Asuka being as Kana there to live after having, you know, such a great performance at the Rumble. Like, it makes me excited for it already. You talk about Asuka. I absolutely loved seeing this incarnation of Asuka coming out. I, I have, I've gone on record many, many times saying that I am not a fan of Asuka. But I think if they continue on with this direction 
with Oscar. She she doesn't seem as um ADHD. She doesn't seem as though she needs, you know, some Valium to calm herself down in this character that she has now. And if they even give her just a subtle little name change and call her Oscana, I would be perfectly okay <laughs> with that. Just to kind of tie in for all of us that know Kana, I would be definitely okay with that. When it comes to Asuka, do you think that they are going to allow her to fully run with this character? Or do you think that this is just going to be a tail WrestleMania type of situation? I'm hoping it is that kind of like reset that she needs to like make her be more like a badass like she used to be. Kind of get that vibe of like the NXT kind of Asuka that we had because in the main roster she hasn't been the same. Uh, so I'm hoping this is just the start of it and it just it's like a slow build in a way and just have her do little things here and then just keep going up from there. That's my hope for it so far. Um, what we have had is like the paint and the mist and then Carmella had an interview backstage and that's when she was saying like she was part of the qualifying match and Asuka came up smiled at her but she had the mist coming down so her teeth were blue and Carmella just like kind of like ran away it's like ew um, but it just like gives you the little like little hints of like she's changing her persona and her character even like when she's doing a little segment like this which I liked and I think it's absolutely fantastic. My hope is that they actually do continue with this and they don't just make this a um, a way for them to draw in more viewers, right? Because a lot of people know the Kana character, especially over in the Asian uh, side of the world. And if you bring that character back out, then it it allows for the and it gives them an interest as well. Right. So I'm hoping that it, it is a continuation after WrestleMania and not just a, hey, we're going to give you this. Come watch WrestleMania. Noob, thank you so much for coming by. Really appreciate you checking out our local establishment says, I believe Oscar may have a chance to be a heel. And I think that Asuka could be a great heel if given the liberties to do so. Astrid? Oh, yeah, totally. I feel like it, it's just a matter of giving her that creative control, you know, you know what she's capable of. And I feel like that's something that WWE has to learn a little bit from AEW. It's like you have the character and you have the foundation, but you got to get the person that liberty to like bring it a step further. Because if you don't, if you don't let them be creative, they're going to be stuck in some sort of way. And it's just like, it's not particularly their fault. It's the fault of like the people in charge. But I feel like sometimes people can be creative. You can just tell them, look, we're going to give you this opportunity, see how it goes. And if it fails, then we just go back to what we had before. But at least you give them the opportunity to do so. I agree. Noob coming in saying, Asuka may also beat some of the women that beat her for the last five years, starting with Carmella, which, okay, we, we kind of saw that little start and interaction going on there all the way to Charlotte Flair, which I'm hoping that come WrestleMania, Charlotte won't be champion anymore and she can just go away and do whatever she wants to again. <laughs> I, I don't care. Um, yeah. 
So we the Royal Rumble, while not the greatest show for Royal Rumbles, really has opened up a world of opportunities for new stories to happen. I'm 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 just gonna go right to it. The women's Royal Rumble. Rhea Ripley winning it, defeating 29 others and eliminating the last in Liv Morgan. I absolutely love that they had Liv Morgan in there that long and really showcased her as a strong competitor, considering the amount of time that she had the championship for. I think she did good things, not great, but she did good things with that championship. And I was excited to watch her programming as a champion. All of that aside, we did have some surprises and some returns inside the Women's Royal Rumble. Besides Roxanne Astrid, (laughs) who were you most excited about? Oh, dang it. I have to look back at my list here. Let's see. I just like, I, I like little aspects of it because I like, for example, having Piper Niven as Piper Niven. I hated the name Dewdrop as it was. So I feel like even though I didn't recognize the music at first, it took me that moment. But seeing her with her real name, it gives me like hope of like she'll be more like herself, more like she was in the NXT UK, which is the Piper Niven that I wanted to see since it brought her up to the main roster. So that's why I'm excited for it. Um, so that definitely that's one of them. Uh, Asuka was the other one. Once I saw the face pin, I was like, she's been teasing it. It's happening. Um, definitely having her, but also like being me that I love NXT, just having people like Zoe and Indy in there too. I feel like it was a good way to introduce them to the main roster. And I feel both of them have done so well in NXT. And I feel like if I could pinpoint like people to like go to the main roster soon, those are definitely two of mine that I think should be called up sometime soon. Um, right. And having uh, Michelle coming in from the audience, I think that's the first time in a rumble that I see somebody coming in from the audience and just resting in their like regular clothes yeah. <laughs> the way she did. Uh, so I thought that was awesome. Um, I like Chelsea. The only thing I was like disappointed about like Chelsea getting eliminated so quickly, but it's nothing new to me. I kind of expected those kind of things to happen to her. Right. Uh, but I'm still kind of excited. She gets the opportunity to be in WWE. Hopefully this time she doesn't get injured. No offense to her. I just wanted to succeed. So I'm just like get upset whenever like something happens to her. I'm like, you didn't get to do what I wanted you to do. Right. Um, and I think another one is like that I really love is Elena going again with her cosplays. She always kills it whenever she comes out in the rumbles. So this was no different. Um, I love how she went as Ayali the way she did. I feel like a lot of people did like a play by play of like the character does it. So that was really cool right. to see. Um, so I think of who was that I, I think those are pretty much it, like where surprises for me. Um, because I did, definitely did not like nine being number 30. I would have preferred if it had been maybe Beth or Naomi. I would have done Beth just because I kept thinking Rhea still there. So that would have like continued on what happened a little bit earlier in the guys rumble. Um, but yeah, that's, I think the only one that I was like, eh, I could have done without her being there. Noob agrees with you saying that uh Dewdrop was a terrible name saying that I'm glad that Triple H is doing a great job in the WWE creative and everyone was in panic that Vince McMahon is going back to creative. Now I don't I don't believe that Vince has gone fully back to creative. He may 
be there as a consulting ear, possibly. Um, but I'm very happy that Triple H is doing such a good job. Again, like I said, I think that this one just fell a little bit short for me as a Triple H era, but I know that we can't always have home runs in this business. I, I definitely know that we can't. The name Piper Niven. When I saw that come across my screen, I lost my shit. I was so bloody happy to hear some music and seeing the name Piper Niven that I literally was vibing and jumping out of my seat. She's a fantastic talent. I have loved her work no matter where I have watched her, whether it was, you know, over in the UK with like Riot Girls Wrestling over there, all the way to the WWE. I have been a huge fan of Piper Niven. And it's weird that a name change can have such an impact mm -hmm. on not just a character, but on the way the character is even perceived. So just like you said, seeing Piper Niven, I was happy with that as well. Yeah. <laughs> that was my amazing. That was my perfect. Mm -hmm. That was my holy shit moment for the rumble was Piper Niven. Mm -hmm. My throw up in my mouth moment. Hey, Joe, how's it going, my friend? My brother, love you. Thank you for coming by. I bet you are at work. Just taking a quick break. My throw up in my mouth moment. I will say her name properly. <laughs> Naya Jax. Why? 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 I didn't mm. I, I, I didn't need Nia Jax when she was there. I didn't need Nia Jax when she was gone. I don't need Nia Snacks. Sorry, Nia Jax now. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not I'm not a fan of it. And and you clearly said that you weren't either. Joe, yes, Dewdrop was a stupid <laughs> name. I fully agree with that. Do you feel that Nia Jax is going to create any type of impact on the roster? Now, is it showing? No, it's still showing that she was unaffiliated. So <clears throat> who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I was like, it wouldn't surprise me if I smacked on the put it back on the website. They just run out to like, quote unquote, spoil it in that way, maybe. Um, yeah, she's one of those like, she doesn't add anything to me when it comes to the women's, you know, the women's locker room and the women's division as a whole. That's why I said, right. like, I could have done, I feel like I know Yomi return to be number 30, even if she lost, just having her come back would have made it like an amazing impact there. You could have done maybe another NXT girl, maybe another legend of, you know, you could have, you know, you could have done so many other people, anybody at this point, but her, um, but uh, yeah, I would have done definitely between Beth and Naomi. I feel like the Beth interaction with Rhea in the rumble, even though Rhea is still winning, it kind of give that fear of like Beth is in the rumble as well. Even if she eliminates her, that's another part to their story. Uh, so I feel like I definitely would have like seen that. 
Um, because it was disappointing to see Beth by the men's rumble. She came out, she did the spear, and then she was out and she wasn't part of the women's rumble. And it's like right? that was it. I wanted more. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that that totally confused me as to why she wasn't. Uh noob saying that Nia Jack is still not signed. Amen. Maybe there is hope that she will not, and that this was just a one-off appearance. Yeah, because I saw her shirt announcement, and I got disappointed because I was like, "Shirt announcement." Yeah, I was like, "So I saw the shirt, and I kept thinking she signed." That's what made me think, like, "Oh no, she's back." (laughs) That's That's a bad sign. That's what made me lose the hope I had. Oh, I should have prayed like two nights ago. That, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hopefully she hurts her hole again and goes away. LOL. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Joe. That's never going to. She's never going to live that down. Mm-hmm. Never, never, never. Let's move away from the women's rumble. Let's go to the men's rumble. My overall was I was impressed with some names, but sad that there were not any surprises Mm -hmm. that happened here, with the exception of really two names, Booker T and Logan Paul. What are your thoughts on the men's rumble? Uh, first, I was disappointed because I like my Kofi spots. As much as they're planned, I love having them. And the ankle that I saw, I thought one of his feet was on top of the desk chair. So I thought he was still alive and his opportunity was fine. And then when I noticed that time went by, he never returned. I said, well, I guess it did count it. Uh, so I was disappointed that it's the second time that, you know, he gets to lose this way. I was hoping he would last a little bit longer and, right. you know, see that spot that we usually get to see and we didn't get that. Um, I loved having Santos and Santos first rumble. So I was really happy seeing that and like that representation there. Um, the other part that was, I don't want to say disappointment, but I was like, it was like Mysterio not being there because usually you have somebody coming in and replacing that person or even they try to come out. Like, even if it's later, just like I'm coming out like against the lots kind of thing. So I thought he would come out a little bit later in the match and he never did. So technically he's still in the rumble, Cody. I'm just saying. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. And let's see who else. Ed will say hi to Ed super quick here as he comes in saying, I can't stick around, but my good friend and my tag team partner appreciate you, Ed. Thank you so much for everything that you do and all the support that you continue to give. Uh, trying to think of who else. Hmm. Yeah, I think for me, um, I the thing I would have liked. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got to say it. Joe says Nia Jack's shirt should be a hole with bruises on it. Wait, maybe he shouldn't say that because Vince would totally okay that shirt. I think, yeah, he definitely would okay that shirt. Um, the only thing I was thinking is like I would have liked it, which is something that I liked about the women's was having at least somebody from NXT. 
I no no brown break or anything like that. I would like somebody like maybe Carmelo to come in there because I feel like he will be like really great highlighted there. Maybe like a Grayson Waller, just give me that heel persona that everybody's gonna hate. Um, right. And I feel like that would have been a good introduction to you know those NXT people. So when they go to the main roster, people remember. Oh, I saw them at the Rumble like they did with the ladies. So I think like I would have liked something like that. Um, I love having Booker T in there, but at the same time, just he only lasted there a couple of seconds, so it, it didn't really make much of a difference having him in there. Um, Thanks for then, stopping by, Joe. Have a good rest of your shift. I think that's it for me, though. I feel like the people that I've had in mind, um, just Logan being there, I didn't think he was going to be there, but uh, that spot with him and, Ri- and Ricochet, holy crap, that was a that collision, literally. <laughs> Right. It was absolutely insane. I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. Now, I know that Logan Paul has definitely been, uh, you know, to training. I know that he has been. So I'm not as sour on Mm -hmm. Logan Paul anymore because I know that he's actually put in some work to learn the business. I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I mean, I wish that that we would have seen, you know, maybe a couple of NXT stars. Yeah. Did we need Booker T? We didn't need Booker T at all. You know, like Grayson Waller or uh, Joe Gacy, right? Like, like one one of those names could have filled in that spot for sure. Rey Mysterio not able to compete. Okay. You know you're going to have the NXT guys there. Grab one and be like, hey, just go out there and, yeah, be out there for five minutes and then get uh, tossed over tell somebody to toss you. Like, something like that. You would have had those people there and available to cover that. The winner, Cody Rhodes. We all knew that that was going to happen. What I was hoping for and what I was expecting like many other people as well. So I don't know if you follow the different uh, trending hashtags on Twitter during shows. Mm-hmm. So one of those trending hashtags ended up being somebody who wasn't even there, who is still, to my understanding, underneath a contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling who would have been amazing to have even just for a one-off inside that ring with Cody Rhodes as Bullet Club leader and Bullet former Bullet Club leader slash member, Cody Rhodes. I think Jay White would have been an amazing, amazing opportunity. And Jay White, without even being there, without even interacting with anything on social media was trending. Mm -hmm. I hope that someone within the WWE has been watching those to see that somebody we have to go after. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, that would have been totally unexpected. It's like kind of like having like that Mickey James for us last time too, of like having her with the title. It's like insane impact titles. Like of all things, you're like, whoa, like that happening. That's another one I would have liked to be there. Mickey James would have been another uh, third choice for me too. But yeah, I think like having JY like being there, not only like representing New Japan, but coming up with the title, saying he's a New Japan champion, anything like that. Right. That would have made like a 
<laughs> so, yeah, heads yeah. would have blown. The, the, the place would have gone absolutely nuts. If you were to have just come over the, the sound system, you just get, that's all you would need. And it would go absolutely insane because everybody would know that next after that is Bullet Club. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't run the company. I don't I don't book it. I don't none of that, but that would have been a big thing for me and especially making sure that we are watching the socials during the show to see what professional wrestling names are trending. Mm-hmm. We've come to Pretty much, we're a little over the half point of the show here. So we are going to take a little bit of a break. We are going to go into some commercials so that you guys can find out all about our sponsors, including Rogue Energy, Collar and Elbow Brand, and yes, even the shop for Turnbuckle Studios. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beatdowns. And turnbuckle talk find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com promotional consideration paid for by the following wrestling a love and a passion we all share i've started a wrestling brand the wrestling brand a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Carl Carafel joined alongside Astrid Pizarro for this edition of Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 306, which we have entitled Royal Shamble. 
considering how things went with the Royal Rumble and how the outcry from the social medias has been, it is quite interesting. So, Noob, if you are still here, I am going to show this right now. I was just sent to this. We do have an irresistible force Naya snap Naya Jacks t-shirt from Royal Rumble, which is uh, available on WWEshop.com. Which leads me to believe that Naya is staying. Thank you, Astrid, for sending that to me. I appreciate that. That's good things that we have with our Slack program and our private chats and stuff that we can do all of this stuff on the fly. Speaking of flies, not that this was drizzling shits, but I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall backstage and yes i'm keeping kayfabe here okay backstage to hear from roman reigns our tribal chief and paul Heyman after what happened in the main event of the royal rumble roman reigns defeating kevin owens But the bigger story coming out of that is that after the matchup, while Kevin Owens is handcuffed now after being beaten down, handcuffed to the ropes, Roman Reigns has the final test for Sammy. While at that time, still Uso hands him a steel chair and says, hit him, hit him. After Sammy is saying, it's enough. You've proven your point. He's done. Sammy then, in turn, takes out Roman Reigns with the chair instead. Very reminiscent of the times of The Shield with Seth Rollins turning his back on his brothers. It appears as though Sammy Zayn has done the same turning his back on his brothers with the exception of maybe Jay Uso, surprisingly. Astrid, what are your thoughts on, first, the matchup that happened between Roman and Kevin? Because I'll let you talk about that. But then the fallout afterwards. I think the match itself is just the storytelling of like, I, I noticed this on a thread on, uh, on Twitter. Um, I forget the username though. So I don't, if I see it out, if I remember, I'll credit them. But they made me realize back of like the little moment of in the past, Kevin has told Sammy, stay down, stay down. And Sammy never stays down. And those little details of like now Sammy's like, stay down, stay down, because he knows how, you know, how much uh, Roman was going after uh, Kevin. And not only in that aspect of the match was like, when Roman asked him for the chair, he's like, Sammy forgets where to get the chair from. He's like, you know what they are, right under that ring. He's like, why are you hesitating for? He's just like, you know why? Because, you know, his best friend is on the other side. And I love that even though we have seen Kevin and Sammy go against each other so often and team up again so often, they always bring something different to the table. So it doesn't get boring in that aspect of it because it's one of those like, 
you're fighting forever at this point, but we always have different stories between them with everything. So it's like, it makes it interesting in that aspect of it. So it's like seeing this, still protecting him no matter what happened. Um, I love the part of like Jay turning his back and like thinking of like, oh, Sammy won against the tribal chief, something that I couldn't do since the pandemic started because that's when it started with Jay and the storyline there. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing him walk away and then Jimmy just yelling at him and like, that ain't your brother. Like, I'm your brother. This, this is, you know, he isn't it. Um, and that visual having Sammy on the ground mm-hmm. while Kevin is just hanging with, from the handcuffs uh, from the middle rope there too. And those parts of like, you know, if, if I'm done, then it's your turn. You know, you hit him though. Um, and I, I think Parrish is the one that said, and Ed too, is like going back to like when um, Kevin always told him to take the first shot and he did take the first shot. But after that, he's just like, that was a heel. And he's like, I'm took that one. And that's the only one that I took. Uh, but it's just like, it's those little like details that you don't think about. Feel like, they feel like Easter eggs in a way that you don't right. think about in the story. But, you know, those callbacks, they get back to how the story started. Um, but seeing that right now, it just it's incredible. I, I knew something was going to happen being that it was the main event, but it's like, like I said, after the post, it was like, that was like a novella that I was watching just on screen. I was eating my popcorn in the head. I didn't have it with me, but yeah, it was definitely interesting to like witness. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> right. Right. It's storytelling at its finest right now within the WWE uh, in in all different aspects, because we're getting beautiful story for me anyways, beautiful storytelling with Bray Wyatt, with that whole situation that's going on with the Uncle Howdy, with the Alexa Bliss, with even the Nikki Cross kind of having that little bit of a tie in as well. All of this different storytelling. But then we come to your main championships yes i say ch- championships because he's holding both of them we even see that with beautiful long term storytelling and this has been it at one of its finest for me and we're not even done yet we have just hit that 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 mountaintop that plateau And I think that we've got a little bit of a lull that we're going to get before it skyrockets back up again for a full culmination to happen at some point. I'm very excited to see where all of this is going to go. Being invested in it for so long and for it to be Sami Zayn that is part of this for me proudly i can say a canadian boy who is getting his damn right and earned recognition within the largest company in the world the conglomerate known as the wwe to go from working independent scenes and working ring of honor underneath a mask as el generico to being who we see today is such a beautiful growth that has happened. The matchup between Roman and Kevin, give me that every day. (laughs) Give me that all the time. Such a beautiful matchup that happened. Both guys, Kevin Owens for me has always been a top guy. Roman Reigns definitely needed some work 
but he has put in that time. And yes, he has proven to be a top guy and to have both of them going in there with the knowledge and the experience that they have. It was beautiful to see those ring steps when they were used with Roman Reigns hitting uh, Kevin Owens into those ring steps. Mm. <laughs> right? Right? Tom, my good friend, Tom Callahue, thank you so much for coming here. If you guys are not following Tom, make sure that you follow him on his YouTube channel. If you have not taken part in a spoiler warning show that Tom does, you are definitely missing out. One of the greatest guys that I have had the pleasure to know inside of this world of broadcasting. Tom says Sammy is the top story in wrestling right now, and he's earned every second of it. He definitely has. And that's that's what I love. I love that we've had this beautiful storytelling. And Sammy is one of those guys that can definitely work whatever is given to him and create beauty out of it what do you think about sammy zayn astrid i i just i keep thinking back because i i was introduced to him while watching nxt and i remember like even recently people are taking pictures of like showing uh, pic uh pictures from a certain episode that he was with the usos from the beginning too which i thought that was super interesting to think about right um but no, it's like I've been here in Orlando. I've been to you know a, a few tapings, a few live events, and I've been to the, the at least one takeover. So seeing as like I was introduced to him in that sort of way, and you know I didn't know about him from Ring of Honor or anything like that, but I knew him from NXT and like going from NXT and the way that him and Kevin Owens debuted and you know one after the other, how their storylines are so parallel to each other almost, and going to where it is now, it's incredible to think about. Like I. I started to love him from then, and I even met him like at, well, he was in NXT at a, a Raw show actually. So it was always nice to like see him there and going from there to like what he is now is like he's done so many characters like you never think about when you think about like everything he's done. It's incredible to see that transformation that he does for every single character, which is different too when you think about it. But he's he shows how talented and creative he is, and it mm -hmm. shows like him and. And Kevin always had this chemistry, no matter what they're given, they make the best out of it, which I love. But it's just incredible to see the, you know, how this has come to this now. And it's not even over yet. And even now with the new shirt that they have of like Sammy and the the tape to what it says, you know, Sammy Zayn, but the tape is like similar to the Kevin Owens tape that he has in his shirts too. So they're covering the Uso part of the Sammy now for it. So um it's just little things like little hints and pieces here and then i love that aspect of it. it's like i feel like little chess pieces every week that get moved um but they're, they're also very interesting which i love more than anything and i love that that subtlety those little things within professional wrestling that really captivate you to the point where you are thinking about the product where you're thinking about the next move that there could be your mind is continuously trying to draw its own conclusions yet trying to cohesively put together each little piece and part to make it make sense and while not everything is going to make sense at least the wwe is making you think 
with all of these little things. I absolutely love it. Before we finish out on the show here today, I do have a little bit of news for everyone. There are only about two people, uh, maybe three in the entire world that know this little bit of news here right now, but Turnbuckle Talk is going. Turnbuckle Talk is going international. This is the very first time that I have been able to say that since 2015, we are international. So I was approached by a very good friend of mine who is uh, helping support and run a wrestling website in the UK. Turnbuckle Talk will be available over there. So while we are here right now, we are going to do a quick little brand change. Take a look at this overlay. There we go. So Turnbuckle Talk is now going to be able to be found on realwrestling.net news and views by real fans. So if you're not able to catch the live show what I would love for you to do is to be able to go over to realwrestling.net, take a look at the different articles that are there, and there are some videos and podcasts as well. Click that podcast um, selection, and you will be able to find Turnbuckle Talk. When you click that link, it will take you to the YouTube channel for Turnbuckle Studios so that that channel gets clicks and gets views. But I want you to go to realwrestling.net as well, not only so that they get the clicks over at that website, but there's just some really good, amazing content that is over there as well. Please go and check them out as Turnbuckle Talk is now in association with realwrestling.net. Now, what does this mean for our local establishment and Turnbuckle Talk? It means absolutely nothing because we are not going anywhere away from our local establishment. I am still very much so a part of our local establishment. This is my home. It is a, a it's like my child. It is my baby. Yeah. Our local establishment is still very young in its infancy as we only started back in October, but we are making huge waves with our local establishment. We are not going anywhere from there. I'm still going to have all of my content, whether it's beats and beatdowns, whether it's paramindful, um, the Monday night watch alongs, turnbuckle talk. It's all still going to be there. The links are all down below there, especially go and check out the YouTube channel click the subscribe button over there. Click that notification bell so that you're notified when episodes come out or are dropped or even go live. Astrid, the time is now yours. I want you to let everybody know about everything that you do, not just what you do on OLE, but everything that you do. Everything? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, well, like you mentioned earlier, at uh, 10, 10 p.m., you're going to see me uh, doing Taking Over, talking about NXT tonight. 
Uh, and then Thursdays, I do Making an Impact with my good friend Cody, uh, talking about the latest Impact Wrestling episodes. Uh, this month's going to be pretty interesting because I went to the taping, so everybody's seen what's happened before. <laughs> um, so I get that a little, a little different aspect to it this month. Um, but yes, I found that if you go to my YouTube channel, you can find my episode, past episodes of Astrid Ass and my episodes of Ladies Wrestling Showcase as well and Making an Impact when we go live as well. And on the weekends, I do my NXT review for Women's Wrestling Talk. So if you haven't followed them there, because they also have amazing content on their website too, highlighting a lot of women's wrestling. I love seeing that more than anything. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the moment for me. Um, I know I do have an episode that I made with a friend talking about the Royal Rumble as well. So if you go to my Twitter and my Instagram, the link is definitely there for you to watch that episode. So if you can uh, give it a like and definitely watch it. We will definitely appreciate the, you know, the support there. But uh, I think that's pretty much it for the moment, I hope. And if you need to just rewind a little bit to find all of the socials, because they have been scrolling down below there for Astrid. Easiest way for you to find me and where I am with everything is at my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That is where you can find everything for me. Please go and check that out. I'm very excited about what is to come with the WWE, and I'm very happy to be able to say that I am once again excited for what is happening within professional wrestling, not just within the WWE, but within all the companies there is very much so exciting stuff that is happening that is astrid pizarro i am carl carafel thank you so much to everybody for stopping by remember everyone the world's a scary place take care of each other